Welcome to Uplifting Humans, where we honor, empower, educate, and inspire the listener through real stories and expert advice. Our guest today is Kelly Hall Cunningham. She is the author of When God Says No, a book about her journey through challenges and through trauma. She's a mother who recently divorced. She's looking to change lives of young ladies who have been disempowered by molestation, abuse, trauma. Welcome, Kelly. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Sal, for allowing me to come on your show today. Thank you so much. I am honored. You're very, very welcome, Kelly. Today's Mother's Day, and I know that you're mom, so I want to wish you happy Mother's Day and just want to check in. How's your day going so far? It's going beautiful. Thank you. It's been a relaxing day. I think after the interview, I'm going to take a small nap, just a small cat nap, and uh, that's all I'm going to do is just relax. Relax. Beautiful. Beautiful. That's the best. That's the best medicine for everybody. Now, yeah. Kelly, I want uh, I want I know that you've you've got a beautiful a beautiful story of how you overcame all your trials and challenges and uh, traumas through life. And through that story, uh, we have m- many many listeners that can actually uh, uh, learn from from what you've been through. In your own words if you can just explain a part of, uh, give us a snippet of what your journey was like. How was life growing up? Life was beautiful. You know, I had two brothers, one older, one younger. Um, I had a beautiful mother who cared about our children, who adored us, who wanted the right um, things out of life. Um, Until you know, she got married. It changed the dynamic of our family. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where um, my life started with the demise. It started going down. I really believe that. And how old were you then? Well, I was practically three years old. Three years old when my mom was, um, she was she got with my my stepdad father, okay. so they didn't get they didn't get married until years on down the road. So okay. about three or four. Yeah. Okay. So at three or four, what exactly uh, took a turn? What uh, what happened at that age? What started to shift or change for you? I I don't think anything. I think it it wasn't a shift then because um, I still was happy. I was the only girl, so I was spoiled. I was very close to my stepdad, and um, he was my best friend. So it was like he was my real father. Mm, That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Yes. And so you have two brothers as well. I do. Okay. And so they were older? Two brothers. One was older and one was younger. Um, My younger brother just recently passed away. Um, yeah, I do have two brothers who love and adore me, who took care of me. Beautiful, beautiful. Okay, and so, um, and then, you know, moving forward, uh, what age did things change for you? What changed, the age that changed for me was 13 years of age. Okay. Um, I was older, 
um, we had, like I said, we had a happy dynamic, but I didn't know what was brewing in the atmosphere. Mm -hmm. um, I love sleeping with my, my brothers in the same room. They had bunk beds. And uh, sometimes we loved cuddling together because we were protected by my older brother. We, were, we just felt comfortable around him. Mm -hmm. So one cold winter night, I decided to sleep in the same room as them. I slept on the top bunk. Uh, my brothers, they slept on the top, uh, the bottom bunk. And I was just fast asleep. My mother was at work one night because she worked um, night shift. And um, that's the night that took the turn for the worse. My mind, body, and soul, it was just shifted because I didn't know that it could happen to me. You could hit, you could, it, it happened to other people, but you didn't know it was going to enter into my household, a monster per se. Okay. So that's where I am. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. And so, so Kelly, the, the, the monster that entered into your life at the age of 13, are you able to share with us who this was? Are you able to share, um, you know, how you reacted and what transpired? Are you able to share any of those details with us? You know, I'm very open uh, to tell you what, trans what transpired that night. Like I said, I was asleep um, and I heard the door open. And um, my stepfather, it was my stepfather, who I loved and adored. He was like my real father. He came into the room yeah. and I started panicking because I was like, oh, my gosh, he's going to take me to my own bedroom because he didn't believe in boys sleep and girls sleeping in the same room, which I understand that. Mm -hmm. And I thought he was going to carry me in my own room for me to stay in my own rooms. But this night it didn't happen. Um, when he, he, he lifted the blankets, um, my gown came up. Mm -hmm. And... I was afraid because I was like, what is going on? I've never been touched like this before. And uh, I was, I was afraid. I was afraid. And um, there was an act that was done on me and a still small voice said, stop, start moving. And uh, just a little bit. And that's what I did. I listened to that still small voice that was in my head. And when I did that, my gown immediately came down, the covers came back over me, and I saw him back away. Mm -hmm. um, and I was in shock. I, I, I didn't realize, I didn't understand what was going on. I didn't understand why it happened to me. Um, and I was traumatized by it because there was my brothers on the bottom bunk and then I was on the top bunk, and this act was being done to me hmm. at that time while somebody was in the room with me. So you can only imagine. Yes. Yes. yes totally. What a child that age was going through. Yes, of course. And there's a massive confusion because you're, yeah. you yourself are, are, are uh, at, a, at a tender age of development yourself. And you obviously were not, um, you know, not in a position to make sense of any of that. Mm -hmm. And now, 
can just for my own information, how old are your older? Uh, how old was your older brother at this point? If you were thirteen, was he old enough to handle? Say if you know something transpired, uh, you know further than it should have, would he been able to handle your father uh, at that point? Your stepfather. Well, he was fifteen at the time, and he was a big guy. But if I was to if I were to scream out, what would have happened after that? That's why that still small voice told me to do what I needed to do, which was God's voice. Just looking back, it was God speaking to me. That's right. And um, it want me to scream because if I screamed, how would I know if there would be three dead children or if somebody would have gotten hurt? That's, That's right. the main thing. And I think God in that instant, you know, he, he covered all of us at that time. So I did, I was obedient to the boys. And I think that's what saved us all. Not that's thinking beautiful. anything else was going to happen. Yes. Right. Well, yes. that's beautiful because you were using your sixth sense and you were moving into your, you know, uh, intuitive, intuitively you were doing the, the right thing. So Correct. that's, that's that, and that's beautiful. And so now next morning, um, you know, your mom comes home, this instance had passed. Tell us, uh, share with us a little bit, were you able to communicate this with your mom or was it something which was basically maybe I was hallucinating or, or, you know, how sometimes, you know, individuals have a tendency to just, you know, shove it under the carpet or. Right. Yeah. Well, she wasn't home at the time. She didn't get home until after we um, left for school because the school was right across the street from where we lived. Right. And so she didn't get home until like eight o'clock. So mm -hmm. my brothers, who were who was my strength that morning, I was yes. crying uncontrollably. And um, I remember running to the bathroom. And I was crying so hard. And my oldest brother, he entered the bathroom and he asked me, are you okay? What's going on? And I wouldn't tell him. He's like, he kept repeating himself. And then finally I told what happened. Yes. My younger brother immediately walked into the bathroom and they both cradled me. They both hugged me and they said, it's going to be okay. And I felt safe again because I knew I had them surrounding me at yes. that time. Mm -hmm. uh, my mm -hmm. oldest brother being the protector um, told me I would have to tell. Um, and I told him, okay, I would tell. That, that's the worst fear, having to tell your mother um, what happened to her daughter. That's so right. that's where I was at that moment. And did you feel responsible for any of that? Did you feel I maybe, or, or did that even cross your mind? Because, you know, obviously as a younger person, there is this, maybe I didn't do something right. No, yeah. I, I, you know what, Sal, I, I never felt that. Wonderful. I just feel like there's generational curses that's been passed down from generation to generation. I feel as if um, if it happened to someone, then that sickness is it, it grows within, and then it's passed on, and then they do it, just like abuse, just like somebody being beat uh, as a child. They pass it on to their next seed, and that's mm -hmm. just how I feel. 
Right. Do I blame uh, the abuser? No. Do I forgive them? Yes. I do not condone the act. Right. I do not, if that yes. makes sense. Yes, yes, 100%. 100%. So mm -hmm. beautiful. So Thank moving you. forward, moving forward, at some point, you were able to have the courage, and, and I'm sure that it took an enormous amount of courage on your part to speak your truth. Yeah. And how did, how did your mother handle that? Um, I think that that day after school, let me, let me just say this, Al. I went to school, um, had a normal day. I was afraid because I, people were looking at me and I was thinking, do you know? Do you know? Because now that scar is on you. And as a child, you don't know if what they know in, in your mind at the time. Yes. So... When we got home from school, my brother, oldest brother, he walked me into the door and he asked me again, are you going to tell? And I said, yes. And I started crying uncontrollably again. He then walked me back to my mother's bedroom because she, she always, we always met her in her bedroom while she's getting ready, uh, curling her hair, doing her makeup. And uh, I was so afraid because I was afraid of hurting her. I was afraid of hurting my mother because she loved this man. We loved this man. And um, I just can't imagine what she was going through when I had to tell her what mm -hmm. happened. Mm -hmm. And so you gathered. Your, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so you gathered all of your wits and you were able to communicate what you needed to communicate with your mother. I, I, I was able to, yes. And I think she was in shock. Um, There's a lot of questioning. Um, am I sure? Um, because we had a nice life. We had a great life. And um, I had to keep repeating myself. And um, just like being interviewed, you know, are you sure? Right. Do we, do we yes. want to move forward? But, and, and do you want to call the police? Do you want, and, and my answer was no. Due to the fact that I care for her so much, I did not want to hurt her any further. I didn't want to bring on more embarrassment to the family. And, um, and, I, and I felt like no was the answer. No mm -hmm. was the answer. And so that was, that was communicated. And how was it handled by your mother? Did you feel that it was handled in the manner that it should have? Was it something that... Uh, at that young age, you would have been able to look at and say, you know, mom, mom handled it the best that she could and what she did was, was right. Or did you feel like, you know, there was a lot more that you had to endure and go through? No, I, I think my mother handled it very well. Um, she still protected me. It didn't happen again. I, I can tell you that. But I think that she handled it in the best way any mother would handle receiving that information, that your child, your baby girl, your only baby girl was molested by the one that she was married to and who was my dad. Right. So um, I feel like she handled it beautifully. Mm -hmm. I, I, I don't uh, regret what what she did, I do not. I, I I just feel like at that time she was traumatized as well as I was traumatized. So she handled it in the best way she possibly could handle right. being a mother. 
right being a mother right and i and i and i love my mother yes yes so they at that point um you know uh they would have gone their separate ways is that basically of course okay so i they just did. like to a couple right. of years on down they did they did divorce yes. um it did there was a lot of the it was breaking of the family uh when a family breaks up you know it's so hard it's hard on the children it's hard on the mother because yes. now you're restructuring a family and um and you get depressed because now that foundation has been broken and it's like who do you trust who do you lean on and um yes that's where that's where we were right at that time broken right. we all were broken and and now just switching back because you know obviously you know um people will go out and they will support you when god says no is the name of the book that uh that you have authored um for for the listening audience kelly what would you say to mothers or or single parents out there that are living common law or any of the above male or female what would be your advice to them? Like, could your mother have done anything more than she had already done by raising you, by giving you, you know, um, a, a, a solid foundation and understanding of what is right, what is wrong, and how to live life? Was there anything that you really sticks out that you would, that you would, you know, like to share with our listening audience? Um, I, I would like to share that I don't think I think she did I think she did the best that she could um, and what I would advise parents you know if they're single if they're divorced and they know that they have children and you're starting to rebuild with another family you, you just gotta watch you gotta pray you gotta ask God if, if this is the mate for you you know, you, you don't just jump into a relationship just for self, just for self-gratification, just because you're lonely, um, just because you want somebody beside you. No, you have yeah. to hear that voice. And we all have intuition, just like you said, Sal. We have yes. to listen to that voice because we do get an answer right off when we meet somebody. We know if the response is going to be no or yes or if we can trust that person. And I just say we just, you know, put God before us and just pray to see if that's our mate that we should be with. Just pray because you will get your answer. You right. will get your answer. Right. Yes. So there's a lot, mm -hmm. to, lot to be said about parents that have young children uh, because, again, um, you know, as much as a mother sacrifices her body to have a child, that's her yeah. first give. Her yeah. second sacrifice is that if your relationship goes sideways, please, please do your utmost best to remember that you are the parent, the mother who gave life mother. to those children and to really have that connection. That's beautiful. Thank you for that, Kelly. Um, and, you know, 
I'd like to touch on something else, which I think is really, really powerful and very, very relevant because you had an older brother, you had a younger brother, and what a beautiful bond that you had, that they were, they were not just your, uh, your support, but they actually, um, they were like your two guardian angels on, on, on planet earth. And, and, and what do you feel that your mother did in, in raising you and your brothers in order to instill that beautiful bond and that connectedness that, you know, your family had? Trust. She, she, she allowed us to come to her uh, about anything. She spoke to us. She's talked to, to us. She, she allowed, us, allowed us to imagine, to leave. She, she just had that trusting aura around her at all times. She mm-hmm. always took us to church, so we had a strong belief in God. And we were stable. So that, that's where I would say it started, with her belief, of, with her faith. Her faith with is what helped her, us. Right. So her faith. And right. then, again, because of who she was, that enabled all of you to become very connected and, and uh, be able to lean on each other. Now, we're going to fast forward, and we're going to bring you to uh, where you are today. What yeah. uh, what actually um, brought you to the point of, of penning everything that you had gone through in your life and bring out this beautiful piece of work when God says no? Well, during, you know, I, I stayed single for a very long time. Um, I didn't run into any relationships. I still stay um, pure for a long time. And um, I went through a, a traumatic, abusive relationship. And um, my first relationship where I was abused um, and I was broken, you know, all the beauty that was inside of me started being torn down. And uh, where I was cheated on, where I was smacked, spat on, kicked, um, because I was, I took second best. I, 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 you know, I felt like I was not deserving a better. So I chose um, to be in a relationship like this. And I stayed in it for a while. Um, after that, I got out of that. And to be open and honest with you, I started dating a married man. Because again, I'm looking for my father, but I'm looking for somebody to love me. I was lonely at the time. And um, that's where God started dealing with me. And I'm a dreamer. So he, spe- he spoke to me in my dreams. And he was telling me about storms and chaos that was coming in my life mm-hmm. that I had to go through. And um, you better believe I had to go through all types of storms, and I and I and I was abused uh, mentally um, in the relationship, and um, and I was broken down again. Once again, I was broken down, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and it was because of my my choices. 
because I didn't listen to God. Because again, he came to me and he said, no. He says, why do you want counterfeit when you can have the real thing? Counterfeit meaning he was married. So he was my counterfeit. Why are you going to go over here when I can give you something better, give you your own? Mm -hmm. And um, I ended up marrying this man um, who is the father of my children, two beautiful children. And uh, we went through the ringer. It's in the book. So we went through, he and I, him, I would say physically. Me, I would say physically because that's how God deals with me on a physical, I'm on a spiritual level. And um, I can tell you one instance where I was in the middle of this relationship and God gave me a dream and I was holding this baby and the baby was beautiful, beautiful little girl. And I was looking at this man in my dream and I was like, we have to feed the baby. We have to feed the baby. And my eyes were set on him. When I turned back and I looked down in my arms, the baby had died. So mm -hmm. God was talking to me then. Mm -hmm. And I didn't understand the message, but all I could think about was I was going to have the baby and the baby was going to die. Well, one day he was coming to pick me up. And I was so happy because we were happy. Um, and all I could think about, he was going to come and pick me up. We we're going to go on this beautiful date. But something inside me again, that voice said, look up. And I looked up, and in the windows of my soul, it scared me so bad because all I could see was darkness. It was like I was dead on the inside. And, when I, and then the dream popped back up where I was holding the baby. So he, what he was saying to me, what God was saying to me was, my baby had died, my spirit man had died. So I became the walking dead. Mm -hmm. Physically, I was alive, but inside I was dead. My spirit man had died. And that started my journey. Um, I went through a lot of spirits. I saw a lot in the spirit because God opened that door for me to see things that we don't see on a daily basis. We don't see what's going on around us, but then God allowed that door to be open for me to see in the spiritual realm and what was surrounding me. Um, and I was a very scared person. I, I was walking scared and all I could do was depend on this man who I loved and I adored. And all I wanted was to be with him. And I was being disobedient at the time. I was being a very disobedient person. Um, and there's consequences to our actions. I don't care if you are a molester. I don't care if you're a drunk. I don't care if you're an adulterer. I don't care if you're a fornicator. There's consequences to our actions. And that's where I had to write the book because God said, you're going to write a book. And I was like, me? I don't like to read. I don't like to write. And he says, yes, you. And um, I have to tell my story because it's going to help other women, other little girls not to go the same way that I did just for the simple fact that I went, some, something, I went through something as a child. I brought that into my adulthood. Right. And I just want to inspire. I just want to encourage women to say, no, don't go this way. Go this route. 
because right. God wants you to go this route. He has something better for you. He has mm-hmm. something so much better for you. Don't, don't second guess yourself. You're not second. You are first. You're not right. last. You're first. And that's right. what I want to empower, empower young ladies. You're beautiful. I don't care if we don't look like each other on the outside. On the inside, we look like each other. We have scars. We have bruises. At night, we cry ourselves to sleep, and nobody knows because we wake up and we got this smile on our face the next day trying to push through. Right. We're trying to push through. Yes. Yes. And so, Kelly, now we're going to zoom forward, and in your day-to-day life now, what is it that actually helps you to love yourself, to Mm -hmm. better yourself, to move forward in your life? Prayer. God. So have, have, have a solid foundation, have a solid uh, tool, whether it's prayer, whether it's yoga, whether it's meditation, whatever it is that you have as your solid foundation that you can turn to when nothing else works. That's right. Who I turn to, who I believe to be, is the Almighty God, the Holy Spirit that lives within me. Because when I was brought back to life again spiritually, the Holy Spirit dwells in me. And he leads me. He guides me. Leads me and guides me. And I know that I know without a shadow of a doubt that there's a God. And I know that he loves us. I know that he loves us. And he wants the best for us. And he leads us in God. He said, leads not to your own understanding. He said, but in all the ways that not him, he shall direct our path. So I know that he's leading me and he's guiding me every single day. And he's going to do the same for you. You just got to tap in. You have to cry out to God like you never have before. Cry out to Jesus. He's going to show you and he's he's going to show up in your life. He's going to show up and show out. Right. Like he did in mine. Yes. What a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful story. And so once again, this, uh, ladies and gentlemen, is Kelly Hall Cunningham. She is the author of When God Says No. It's a book about her journey and uh, through her challenges, through her traumas. And uh, Kelly, if someone wanted to get a hold of you, where would they be able to get a hold of you? If they wanted to reach out, if it's another podcaster, if it's another interviewer, or if it's a young lady out there listening today, how could someone get a hold of you? They can email me at who I am going to be at gmail.com. Who I am, I'm sorry, that's my other email. Who I am becoming today at gmail.com. Please forgive me. So no it's worries. who I am becoming today at gmail.com that you can reach me right and so what we'll do is i will put a link of that in uh, the bottom of the podcast as well as the youtube so if anyone wants to reach out to kelly uh, she is uh, 
uh, an incredible, incredible uh, human being who has gone through many, many challenges and is living her life with eyes wide open, consciously with a heart wide open. We thank you so much, Kelly, for this opportunity to come on Uplifting Humans, where we honor, empower, educate, and inspire the listener through real stories and expert advice. Thank you so much, Kelly. Thank you. My pleasure.